<laughs> Gentlemen, we got a very, very special one today. Um, this is a great conversation. I had really enjoyed having a conversation. Uh, it was a blessing to sit down with him um, and chat with him a little bit. He's a very busy man, got lots of ministry stuff going on. And, and it was great to uh, be able to sit down with him in my kitchen for, for an hour or so and, and have this conversation. Um, thank you for your time, brother, uh, Brian. It, it, it's a uh, it was a blessing to be with you, a blessing to talk to you. Um, very meaningful conversation and very interesting, too, talking about uh, Koine, the church band, and some of the cool stuff they've got going on and the cool history that they have, too. Um, before we get into the interview, make sure that you are liking and sharing this podcast. Get yourself on iTunes and, and give some reviews, some ratings, um, leave some comments. The more re- ratings and reviews we get, the more comments we get, the more positive ones, at least, um, the better things get for us, the more... Uh, our voice gets out there, and the more people listen to our podcast. Uh, also, make sure that you're sharing this thing with the people around you, the people that you love, the men that you want to gird up and be stronger men. And don't be shy about sharing with this with, with people that aren't Christians either. A lot of times, uh, one of the easiest ways into somebody's spiritual life is through something practical. Um, and the lessons we're learning here, the lessons we're teaching here certainly are practical. Um, they certainly do tie in with anybody, whether you are a Christian or not. Um, obviously, the goal is to bring people to faith so we can see them in eternity. Um, but like I said, get on there, leave uh, ratings and reviews, whether it's on Spotify or on iTunes. Um, share your favorite episodes on social media. Tag us on Instagram, Facebook. Follow us. Do all that stuff. You know how to do it. You know how to share it better than I do. Um, so get out there. Share it with the people that you know and love. Share the things you know and love with the people you know and love. Um, also, go on to, oh, what's it called? Etsy. Go on to Etsy. Go on Etsy and type in Gird Up Store. <laughs> type in Gird Up Store and you will find the Gird Up Podcast gear. We got t-shirts on there. We got mugs on there. We got wristbands. We got stickers. Um, and the longer it's up there, the more stuff we're going to have too. So go over there. See if you find something you like. See if you find something that you think you you want to wear, that, that you want to use. Um, buy it. And that money will go directly towards making this podcast better, helping it support itself. Um, and, and the more it supports itself, the better it gets. Uh, and the higher quality guests we have, um, and, and we just can start growing uh, growing, uh, growing this thing, getting it up there to where we want it to be. Um, the more impactful we can make it for you, the better. And the more resources we have, we can make it more impactful for you. So um, get the word out. Uh, and maybe the best way to get the word out for you is to buy a Gird Up coffee mug. Maybe that's the best way to do it is just share people. Uh, tell, drink out of your Gird Up coffee mug and tell people what the Gird Up podcast is and why you listen. Maybe that's your thing. Whatever it is, find a way to share it. We appreciate it. We appreciate your time. And without further ado, this is the front man, lead singer, whatever you want to call it, the voice of Koine, the church band. Uh, they are a church band that's been fairly very successful, um, successful beyond what they ever thought they would be, uh, as you'll hear Brian say himself. Um, but he's got some really cool things to say, cool history of the band to talk about, and some resources to share with you as well. So... Without any further ado, Mr. Brian Davison on the Gird Up Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Jungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, gentlemen, welcome back to the Gird Up Podcast. It's a Tuesday, so we got an interview today. Um, guest today is Mr. Brian Davidson. Uh, go ahead. Davison or Davidson? Davison, yeah. Davison. Yeah. Often, right. yeah, it's, uh, that is the most common mistake that happens is that people add that second D in there. Harley Davidson really <laughs> kind of screwed me over in that thing. But 
uh, fun fact that my great grandfather's name is Harley Davison. <laughs> That's Just crazy. Doesn't have the old the second D and doesn't have millions of dollars to That's his name awesome. either. So. Still better than Ungamak. Nobody ever gets Ungamak right. So you can say it to them how many times. It doesn't matter. They hey, if, you get it right. if they spell your name wrong, they spell your name wrong. What's the difference, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little about yourself, uh, Brian, who you are, what you do. Sure. Um, good. Start at the beginning. Uh, well, uh, I, I uh, kind of started out in my ministry uh, about 15 years ago um, when I was called to St. Marcus Lutheran Church in downtown Milwaukee. Uh, to be a staff minister. Really, I was sent there to do just an internship for staff ministry. Uh, and about two weeks into that internship, um, I, I the church was starting a new worship service, and they wanted a band. They didn't want to use an organ or anything. They kind of wanted, you know, modern instrumentation and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but they didn't, they didn't really have a good vision for anything. So, um, so they just... They just said to me, hey, we're, we're looking for musicians. Do you know any? <laughs> and uh, they already had a, a bass player and a drummer and a guitar player that were kind of signed up yep. to do it. Yeah, we talked to Bob last yeah, week. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yep, Bob was our first drummer. Uh, and then we, uh, he, so the pastor just said to me, hey, do you know a, a singer or a piano player? Because we really need, we really need <laughs> some guys. And uh, it just so happened that I had gone to uh, Wisconsin Lutheran College with uh, Seth Bauer. Mm-hmm. Who became our piano player, um, and so I kind of I referred him to to uh, Pastor Ski was his name, and then uh, he said, "Oh, great, we just need a singer." And so I said, "Well, I, I've done a little singing <laughs> um, in my life. I was in some choirs and did some solos and stuff." And he just kind of looked at me. He's like, "Really? All right. Well, I guess I guess we have a band." <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't know each other, uh, but. You know, long and short of it, eventually uh, that that little group turned into what we now know uh, are known as Koine, uh, K-O-I-N-E, which is uh, a Greek word that means common. Mm-hmm. Um, and Koine has been around, well, a little more about the name, I guess. The the name common just kind of comes from what we were doing is we were making, we were taking the hymns that have been sung in the church for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. We we're playing them with common instruments of today. The, the instruments that people are used to hearing and sounds and, and the music styles that people are used to hearing today mm-hmm. on a regular basis um, and playing those, those common hymns that people have sung for years and years. And, uh, and at the same time, we consider ourselves to be very common folk. I mean, we, <laughs> we grew up, you know, just, just like you did. And, and uh, you know, we went to school with a lot of people that were coming to worship with us and stuff like that. I mean, we were literally family and friends of, of these people. And so, um, that's really where the name came from. Just common language, common people, um, just bringing an extraordinary message in kind of a, a unique way. So, so that started about 15 years ago. Um, last 10 years we were doing it full time, basically traveling all over the country. Uh, even did a couple of international trips and things like that. Um, it's, it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, and now things are transitioning a little bit more into kind of a resource center, um, creating resources, uh, especially digital resources for churches and schools to use um, with a lot of music, of course, and a lot of emphasis on the arts, visual arts as well, uh, using video, uh, sheet music, you know, all those kind of things. And, and, uh, it's been really well received. It's been a really cool thing to kind of see how God puts you in different places and, and kind of prepares you for different things. Yeah. So you guys still play pretty regularly? Not as, no. no. Uh, okay. Well, I wouldn't say, I, I guess it depends. It's all relative. <laughs> I well, in the, in the 10 years that we were playing, uh, we actually averaged about 150 events a year. Okay. Uh, so we even had two years that we went over 200 events in wow. one year, which was That's really, crazy. really stupid. <laughs> um, uh, it got to the point where I was going to the doctor to try to fix my voice and stuff. Cause I, I mean, so it was, it was <laughs> tough. It was, it was uh, an interesting couple of years, but, uh, but we were very blessed. We had a lot of opportunities and we didn't want to let them go. You know, we mm-hmm. wanted to, we wanted to do the best we can and with the time that we had and, and that's where we were going. And, um, so now with this new transition of making resources, uh, we've said we are committed to only playing a maximum of 20 shows a year. Um, so that's still pretty regular, yeah. but when you're going from, you know, 15 events a, a month 
to one or two, it feels like yeah. you're not doing hardly anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's very different, but it's a, it's a good difference. So cool. Yeah. So when this thing kicked off, like you said, you guys didn't really even know each other. Yeah. It was just kind of not thrown together, but you know, kind of thrown together. Well, it was thrown together. <laughs> yeah, very so, much so. <laughs> so, uh, it, like how long, like, did you guys gel right away? Were you playing hymns right away? Like what? I, I want to hear about the beginning. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so, you know, none of the guys that agreed to do this had a real big vision for what to do. The pastor that was in, you know, kind of installing this new service, he didn't really have a vision for it either. He just said, I know I don't want just regular old organ because right. we already do that. And yeah. that's great. But, um, we wanted something different. We wanted to try to reach a different group of people. And, and so, uh, for lack of a, a, a better vision, I, I, I started just kind of picking some contemporary music that was out there, uh, some stuff that I had done with a, a small group in, in college and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so I, I had a little bit of contemporary Christian music background, uh, whereas the other guys in the group had literally nothing. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't want anything to do with contemporary music. They didn't, they weren't interested in it. They hadn't listened to it. Um, and so it was interesting at first because they're just coming in blind and they don't know anything about this stuff and it wasn't really their cup of tea anyway. Mm-hmm. So we tried that for a little bit for a couple practices and things and it, it just wasn't, we did it, but it wasn't great. It was mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I came to quickly find out is the, the group of guys that, that God had put in this place at this time were, they were creators. They weren't regurgitators, you know, some, <laughs> right. and some people are very great at that and that, yeah. and that's their thing. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's your gift. Uh, but these guys in particular were creators. They wanted to make everything unique it, 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 to the point where if I said, Hey, I got this new song recorded by Joe, whoever, um, here, come listen to this. They would say, no, I don't want you to, I don't want to hear how he did it. You just give me the chords. Tell me what key we're in (laughs) and we'll play. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going, what? That's impossible. How can you do that? You know, cause I wasn't such a creator the way these guys were. Um, so that, that's how they would kind of learn it is just, I would sing the melody, give them chords or give them a key and we just play. Mm -hmm. Um, and some things that were coming out of that were really cool. I mean, you could tell from very early on, even with our first practice or two, you kind of just look over at each other and you're like, you're really good. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, legit good. Yeah. Um, not just, hey, yeah, you're good enough to play at church, you know, it, but like you could tell it was kind of another level of musicianship uh, and one that I, honestly, I was uncomfortable with because I wasn't that, I'm not that gifted as a musician. I don't consider myself that way. I just for some reason was given a voice that people are okay listening to, you know, and, and, uh, but I'm not great at reading music. I don't have a lot of background knowledge and stuff like that. Um, that's where all these other guys with all these gifts and talents, they, they're just there and they want to serve with, with me. And, and, uh, um, I've just, I've, I'm really lucky that they didn't have a voice. That was, <laughs> otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't be a part of this. I, I, I just, I, I was never talented that way, but, uh, these guys really had those gifts. And, um, so we did a few services and things like that. And we're kind of trying to figure out our way and try to come up with a voice for ourselves, so yeah. to speak. And, and, um, it was, I remember it was Benj Lorenz, our guitar player who said, um, why are, why are we doing all this contemporary stuff that people don't even know? Can't, can't we just play the hymns, but we won't play them with the organ. We'll play them with these instruments. And at the time I was like, well, I suppose, you know, like <laughs> wh- why not? I, um, and I actually went to the pastor and asked him too. I said, Hey, is it okay with you if we play some hymns, but just play them with kind of a modern setting and stuff. And, and he's like, look, I don't even care what you do. Just make it good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. thanks. Thanks for your vision. Um, <laughs> and so that's what we started to do. And you could tell that's when the guys, they, they really perked up. Like all of a sudden now they were going to another level as far as creativity, yeah. uh, musicianship. Uh, they, that's where they, you could tell their heart just kind of got into it all of mm-hmm. a sudden. Like, oh, this is cool. Like taking the old hymns and playing them in a totally new way and really giving them a life. 
um, they were creating, they were, they were, um, doing some original things. And yet at the same time, we're giving people music that was easy for them to sing along with and participate in right away. Yeah. And really familiar. Yeah, it was familiar. And, and so even when you tweak it a little bit, you change things up, um, it was easy enough to pick up and, and, and join with and sing along, whether it was the first time you've seen us or the hundredth time you've seen us. Yeah. Uh, and that continues to be the, the case, you know, even after 15 years, you know, the majority of what we do has been taking those old hymns and kind of modernizing them. Of course, we've written a lot of our own material as well along the way and, and a lot of original stuff too. Um, but you know, that's, that's really where our, our name and our identity kind of came from was taking the old hymns. And, um, it seems to, it, it's, it's just funny because you take a, a, a six-year-old child who comes to one of our concerts with their 60-year-old grandmother <laughs> and they both love it in their own yeah. way and they're both able to sing along. Um, I mean, that just doesn't happen very often in too many contexts in life, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, but that, that's what this unique, whatever, I, 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 just this, this unique mesh of musicians uh, and the stuff that, that was coming out of uh, the experiences that we were having together, um, it just started having a, a really cool impact uh, on people and, and uh, churches. And um, yeah, I mean, next thing you know, we're getting asked to go play for other churches and, and the requests are just flooding in and um, it was, it was only five years before we eventually said, look, there's so many requests that if we took them all and actually played them in a, you know, without pushing them out two years or three years, we could really do this as a full-time gig and, 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 um, and sustain, you know, our families and, and, and everything. And of course it's, it's a tough business model (laughs) because we're going to churches, you know, yeah, um, so it's true. not like we just say, "Hey, yeah, you got to give us this much money, or we're not coming." And um, especially early on, it, a lot of it was just free will offering based, and and uh, just give give what you want to give in your heart, and and uh, the Lord will provide. And and He did. I mean, He always did. Um, it, it's it's just been a, a really cool ride. So. Yeah. So at the beginning, you were just the the church band at mm-hmm. at Saint Marcus. Um, so how fast did it turn into something? more i think i think we were playing there for about six months uh before we got our first request to go play a road gig (laughs) as we (laughs) called it um and this uh this road gig was to uh a place where very close to where i grew up i grew up in a small town called marcusan wisconsin uh a small farming community uh not known for much Other than farming and and uh, it's the home of Brian Davis. It, well, not right, right. Now <laughs> it's on the sign. No, that's not true. Yeah. Um, it it that's it's, it's this real small town. I grew up on a dairy farm, and this this other church not too far from Marquezan in an even smaller town called Kingston, Wisconsin. Um, they were going to have uh, a church picnic, you know, outdoor picnic at the park. Uh, a park where I, I grew up playing some softball and volleyball tournaments and yeah. just things like that. So, yeah. Hey, we're going to, we're going to do a service at the park in Kingston. Would you, would your band be willing to come? And I, I just couldn't believe that the pastor had called me for one thing, pastor <laughs> Kasten Schmidt. Cause I, I've known him. I knew him for a long time. Uh, he's in heaven now and, and, uh, uh, man, can't wait to see him again. But, um, <laughs> he, he called and said, Hey, I heard what you guys are doing with this stuff. And I'd like you to come and play for our church. And I said, pastor, I, I don't know if you really understand what we're doing, <laughs> you know, like, cause I knew it was a pretty conservative place. Uh, he was a pretty conservative guy. Um, I, you know, kind of an old school philosophy that way. And, and, uh, and so I, I just, I, I couldn't believe that he of all people was asking us to come to this location that I know of. And I'm like, okay, um, well, I'll ask the guys, you know? So, uh, I asked the guys, Hey, there's a church that wants us to come and play for their, their church picnic. And, uh, and the guys were like, well, well, I don't know. Is there, is there going to be food? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, yeah, they're doing a potluck. Of course they got it. <laughs> got to do a potluck or something for the picnic. And they're like, well, 
yeah, I was going to go to church anyway. <laughs> Might as well try it, you know? So we kind of scrounged together some gear that the church had um, to make a kind of a portable setup and figure that out. And, and, uh, and so that was our first road gig, which was, it was sometime in the summer, probably June or July of, um, what, 2004, I think. <laughs> that was probably the first road gig. And then, um, yeah, next, next thing you know, another church heard about that. Oh, I heard you guys come and do things like this. And well, I don't know about that, but, um, well, and, and that church took an offering for us that day and I, we didn't even really ask for that. They just right. kind of did yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and so they took an offering and all of a sudden, you know, they give us this offering. It's like 500 bucks or something. You're like, what? You know, <laughs> like that's crazy. Uh, and, uh, it's funny now to look back at that. I mean, 500 is, is a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, we've, yeah. we've had events where, you know, just it, the floodgates, uh, people's hearts and the, and the giving is just so tremendous. And you yeah. just, and, uh, and again, you don't ever really know where that goes and, and, and we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some of our most enjoyable shows over the years were 20 people in a church in the middle of Missouri or wherever, you know, just, yeah. It's not always about how many people are there, um, how much money they give and, and, and all that. You, you can just feel an impact in a room when you play music with people, um, how they respond, how, they're, how, they, how their eyes look at you, how their faces light up when you play and when they're singing along. And, and that's, that's what makes it special. You know, it isn't always yeah. about getting, you know, 3000 people together. Sometimes it's just 30 people that are really into it and really, you know, locked into your message and, and the, what this music is bringing. And, um, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, there's a million stories of the road. You <laughs> could, you, you could go through so many different things. So it's, it's been, it's been fun to be a part of that because, um, it's humbling. You know, you yeah. don't, uh, I don't, I don't deserve any kind of praise for being a part of something like that. It's all just what God is doing through you and, and with you. And, and, um, and yet he allows you to, to experience some of those moments where, you know, people are so grateful and, and, um, and share so much with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, uh, you can tell just like by the way you guys carry yourselves too, that, that, that is true. Um, like that you do just consider yourselves regular Joes. There's a lot of humility there and just saying, this is what the Lord has given us to do. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's a very unique, uh, culture piece too. I think, um, a lot of church organ, church bands or choirs or whatever you want. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of times you kind of get this like whitewashed, you know, pale, you know, like this is, you know, we're going to come to our church thing. We're going to make sure we don't, uh, you know, like, step on any toes or offend, and not that you guys step on toes and offend people or whatever, no. but you're very genuine as to who you are and to yeah. your personalities. You get a very genuine experience. It's like just whether you're actually like hanging out with you guys or, you know, just watching or listening or whatever it is, you guys are very real. No, um, thank you. Why yeah. do you, is there, is that something to that maybe? Or? Uh, I th- yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a conscious thing. I mean, we're, it's something we've always been aware of is, is, um, trying not to make the, the music or the presentation of it so much about us mm-hmm. as it is about the message. I mean, the message has always been the most important um, in the music, whether it's the way that you um, stylize the music, you know, the genre that you pick or the way that you do the instrumentation, you know, all of that is a very conscious effort to really emphasize the message. What What is the song talking about? Um you know, just one quick example pops into my head. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, one of the classic Christmas Advent songs that have been sung for hundreds of years. Um, it, it's a song about the, the bondage and the slavery that we have in our own sin and, the, and this just yearning for our Savior to come and rescue us from this bondage. Um, and so what, what do you do to, to really emphasize that point? Um, well, we, we, we wanted to literally use the sound of chains, you know, cause mm-hmm. what, what symbolizes that slavery to sin more than, 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 than hearing chains clanging around, you know, like it, it takes you to a different place in a different time. And, um, and so we literally use that in the recording. We use it in our live performances, this literally dropping chains on the, on mm-hmm. the stage. And, um, 
it it just adds to what that message of that song is all about. Um, and then suddenly you have this rejoice moment, you know, where you, you know, come to us, Emmanuel, you know, finally save us from this, this bondage and the slavery of sin. Um, that's just one example, but, um, you know, how you, how you present the song and the style that you use. Um, but then also in the presentation, how you, how you carry yourself in the front of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guys most often, especially in the beginning, when we started going places, they're like, well, can maybe, can we just play in the balcony or something? Like, <laughs> could, I don't really want to be in front of the church, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and again, their heart was in the right place because they didn't want it to be about them. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, the practicalness of leading a group of worshipers, you know, in a, in a context like a band, especially they need to be able to see you so that they know when to come in and right. when to cut yeah. out and all those kind. Of, you have to, in a sense, lead them, mm-hmm. you know, with your face, with your hands, with whatever you, you're giving them that guidance. It's just that much easier for them to participate. Um, and so there are plenty of times though, the guys, well, maybe we can put a, a, a a curtain up, you know, so they can't see us. <laughs> I think you just need to just let it be that they're going to watch you. Okay. They're going to watch you. So smile and, you know, um, and just do the best you can, but we ever, we don't ever want to be a distraction. That's the biggest thing. Right. So like you said, I, we kind of just came to our own of saying like, be up, be up there, but be genuine. Um, don't overdo it. Uh, at, you know, at the same time, don't necessarily look like a, a stiff board up there necessarily, but, um, you know, it's not so hard when you really think about what you're singing about, what you're playing for. Um, if you're really focusing on the message of the songs, you know, it, it just kind of does it for you, you yeah. know? And, and again, when it's not really so much about you and like, Oh, do what do I look like up here? And, you know, um, do I look like a dork when I'm doing this <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> you know, it's easy to get caught up in that stuff. Um, and, and I know I've been doing this for so many years that I guess I don't really think about it so much anymore, but yeah. for somebody that's starting out, if, if you're, whether you're public speaking or, or if you're actually singing or playing or whatever you're doing, um, I think your point is, is, uh, well, well taken there that just be genuine, mm-hmm. be, be who you are in front of people. And more than anything, they'll respond to that, um, because they they're gonna like you. They don't they don't necessarily like you as putting out a show. They just like you. If you know, just be genuine. And uh, and that's why that's what I try to do. So even in concerts and things like that, you know, I'll throw jokes around and 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 make fun of people. And that's just who I am. Is kind of what I do. Um, <laughs> I've said some pretty stupid things, but <laughs> but uh, you know, that's all Haven't kind of, part all. of yeah. That's that's the thing. Oops, I should put that back in there. <laughs> um, but you know. That's what, when people come up to me after shows and things, you know, that was, that's one of the emphasis that they have too, is just, you're genuine. You know, I I love how you kind of introduce a song and you talk about what the real message is and you're very genuine and about how you present that. And, and again, that's, um, it's just, it's not, it's not about us. It's really, we're really trying to just make it about the message. Um, to the point where the guys don't, they don't even like it when I introduce their names in the concerts. Like they don't, they didn't want, they don't ever really want me to do that, but sometimes the pastor insists or whoever, you know, like, and then we will. And there's, but, um, it's, it's, it is, it, they're very humbled. Um, they don't want it to be about themselves. That's for sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so when you guys take a hymn, for the most part, you preserve the melody of the hymn, the familiar melody. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what does that process look like when you, when you, grab a new hymn, 200-year-old hymn, and say, we want to use this in worship or we want to use this in a, in a concert or a show. Um, what does that process look like? Is it you know, just kind of throwing ideas around the room? Do you open up a hymnal and play it? Or you start yeah, singing it and they join in or what? You know, the creative process is it's different every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there are times where you walk up and it just comes out. You know, it's it's very easy and... and uh, there are times where you really have to work at it. Um, there, there's plenty of times where, you know, I would just basically pick a song and say, this, this song fits a theme for this service and I really need this theme in this service. So I'll say, guys, this is our song. This is what we got to come up with. Um, and they'll kind of look it over and somebody just starts figuring out the chords and then, and then, 
you um, you say, well, you know, well, this this is a this probably sounds like a little bit of a blues or something like that to me. This this melody has kind of a blues mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. to it, or 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 maybe this is a little folky, uh, or almost Irish Celtic kind of an idea. Um, or oh no, this one for sure has to be in rock. I mean, it's just got that that rock kind of genre to it, you know. Um, if the song is called "Built on the Rock," I mean, it almost has to be in, in a rock <laughs> genre, right? Um, it, so some of those things just kind of come out of that. Sometimes it's it's me just sitting in a room with my guitar, and and it comes out. Sometimes it's one of the other guys doing that same very thing that that they just um, have been working on something, and and they bring it to the group, and then you figure it out together. Um, a lot of the songs that we've written on our own have just sort of been out of necessity where you like you're, you're going to do a service again that is very pointed and very themed and you don't have a great song that really does that, that really expresses what the overall theme is going to be or what you really want to emphasize. And so it's a good excuse as a creator and a musician to say, Hey, well, this is a perfect opportunity for me (laughs) to spend a little time and, and write something, you know, um, I'd really like a song to be based on, you know, this first, the first Corinthians 12, whatever, what I pick, pick a chapter. Well, I go to that scripture and I just start meditating on it. I start looking it over. I pick some of these, you know, maybe there's a, a guitar lick or something that, that Benj has been working on and you start to just put the, the text together with those things. Creating, creating things like this is, there is no set system. That's for sure. Um, and again, sometimes it's literally five minutes. And sometimes five years later, you still don't really know if you've got the song down. You know, like, yeah, right, like I don't yeah. know. I still feel like it's missing something. You know, like it, it needs something. It needs a bridge or it needs something different, you know. Um, so I don't know if we're ever done with anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> but Well, it's just part of the blessing of what you get to do, yeah. too, is you always get to... You get to refresh play, it, create, play it over and over. And yeah. yeah, even when you when you record it, eventually, obviously, you, you've settled on something, um, but very often after you've recorded it, you play it a few times. Well, now you start playing it differently again because <laughs> it just keeps it fresh for you. Um, and I think it keeps it interesting for the listener too. Yeah. Have the guys ever surprised you? Like you're standing up in front of a group of people and you're going, well, that's new. Uh, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> oh yeah. There's plenty of times. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they often comment that you just see one of them like Ben standing back there smiling, like "gotcha." They're sm- right, and I can't even see. I mean, half the time they're they're just making faces at each other the whole time. I don't know, but um, they they often joke afterwards that uh, they said it's a good thing you could sing over almost anything because I don't even know what we were doing in this part. You know, like we were all over the place, or I was playing wrong chords and all this. And uh, sure, that happens, but uh, you know, overall. Uh, that's that's part of the fun of live music yeah is uh people being creative and and doing different things and um never it's never the same it's never the same that's for sure yeah so when you and i got together a little bit uh earlier on and and talked about what we were going to talk about today one of my one of my questions for you was like you kind of get you kind of especially when you're doing a a play out or what or road show or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get like plunked into somebody's spiritual life for about 45 minutes and then you yeah. leave again. Yeah. Um, and you guys do do quite a bit of like enrichment and, and, uh, not necessarily like preaching, but talking about what you're doing and the message that, uh, you're trying to share in a particular song and that kind of thing. And it does get very devotional. Um, so is there a, a method to that, a theory to that, or how do you keep that going as a poorly phrased question? But well, no, I, <laughs> Um, you know, there, again, the songs themselves kind of come up with themes for you. Um, there's a lot of times where you at least have ideas going into the concert where and what you, you know, what you're going to kind of overall theme is going to be and how to, how to get there. Um, at the same time, you know, a lot of that is, I don't want to say it's completely off the cuff cause it's not, I mean, again, you're, you're you you kind of have general ideas, but again, you just, you try to be genuine and, um, sometimes the moment takes you to different places and yeah. you think of different things and, um, and those things connect and, um, uh, or you, or you literally see somebody in the, in the audience or in the crowd or the congregation that you know is there and you actually know them and you know what's going on in their life. Um, I mean, there's times where I've, I've almost 
said it, this is for you without saying that this is for you, you know? Yeah. And they'll come up to me afterwards and say, I know you were talking to me. I know you were, you know, yeah, I know I was, but <laughs> everybody else, uh, everybody else got something from it too. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different way to minister. That's for sure. You know, there's times where you, you miss being a part of, um, a real church family. It was hard mm. to be part of a church family for a yeah. long time. St. Marcus still was that for us for a long time. Um, because we played there the most and, and so we still saw the people the most, but you'd still only mostly see them on Sunday, you know, when you were coming right, to church. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes, sometimes that 45 minutes, you know, hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. Um, and sometimes it's five minutes within that, that you really connect with somebody and, and, um, you know, I can't even tell you how many times we've had, uh, you know, emails or phone calls or uh, Facebook posts or whatever, just from people that have been impacted by the ministry and and some that have never even seen us live. They just listen to the music online oh, yeah. or they found it on YouTube or whatever. Um, but it's the message within it that that is impacting them, you know, and and uh, it really isn't about you and what you've done. It's just they're just thankful that you're presenting that message to them in so many ways. And right. Um, man, I, I, I was just thinking about this the other day because, um, I don't know, I was in a different conversation with somebody. I don't want to get into all the details, but, um, they actually said something to me like, you know, well, how much of an impact can you really have on somebody if you're, if you only see them like an hour a week? And I said, an an hour a week, like, (laughs) <laughs> don't look at that as like a negative. That's, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, I said, what if you only get five minutes? You know, um, I, I said, I remember, I remember being in Colorado for a concert, um, a number of years ago. Um, and it was one of these concerts where we didn't even know if anybody was going to show up because <laughs> it was just literally on the way to the next place where we were going. And so we offered to play there. Um, and I don't, I don't remember how many people were there, but the, the point of it was, I, I remember um, talking to people afterwards and everything, sure, um, but it, was, it had to be at least a year or two later that we randomly got a letter in the mail that had um, a picture in it and, and then a letter that went along with it. And uh, this, this picture was of this young boy, um, I believe his name was Sam, and he... Sam had um, some kind of a, a deadly disease, and he had come to our concert, um, and in, in even in the picture, he was wearing one of our Koine shirts, you know, <laughs> um, and, and as you read the letter, you find out that uh, um, Sam just recently died, uh, and, and so the family just felt compelled to tell us a little bit of Sam's life and his story and how we've been a part of that. Um, Sam had come to the concert and, and, uh, he would come up and talk to me for a few minutes after the concert and I shook his hand and just talked to him for a little bit. Uh, again, I, do I honestly remember this? Says that, so no, I don't remember this kid. No, I, I don't remember anything about it other than I, I remember being at his church. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I might, I mean, I probably talked to 10 or 15 kids that day. Um, but this kid in particular just, was very impacted by that, uh, that night altogether. Um, and they took some CDs home (laughs) and he, he was just obsessed with it. He just had to listen to it all the time to the point where he would say, uh, I want Brian, I want Brian. Uh, you know, unfortunately he, he only knew my name, I guess, (laughs) but that's how he would say it, I guess. And, and, um, and so, this this kid who, again, I, I I shook his hand and spent five minutes with him. Um, they said that he he was so impacted by it that that it was one of the things that they 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 had this memorial bench made for him, um, and they had all these inscriptions put into it of things that he would say on a regular basis, and that was one of the things that he put <laughs> in there was, you know, I want Brian, you know, I mean, I don't know why anybody would want to sit on, if somebody sits on that bench, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> um, but it's such, it's just such a cool thing. Cause you, again, you don't, 
you don't think that just smiling and shaking somebody's hand and, and giving them the time of day is going to have that much impact overall, but you don't know. Uh, it, it very well might. That might be the, that might be the, 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 the thing that, um, that really helps somebody, um, you know, a young girl who was going even to one of our synodical schools who was in high school and um, was struggling with some depression issues and different things like that and actually was con- contemplating suicide. Um, came and heard us at a church service and, and um, messaged us a couple of days later and said, I can't, I can't even tell you how thankful I am for the song that you guys wrote, um, which is called Objects of Wrath, um, based on a section in Ephesians that uh, it, it just reminds us that, you know, yeah, um, e- even though we're so, you know, uh, what do you say? Um, I'm trying to think of the actual quote in, in, uh, in Ephesians. It's, you know, we're, we are objects of his wrath where um, sin is so deeply embedded in us uh, we have such a deep need for a savior. There's really no way out of it on our own. Um, but because of his love, God, who is rich in mercy, made, made us alive uh, in Christ. You know, though we were dead, as good as dead in our own transgressions and sins, um, God made us alive through Christ. Um, and it is by grace that you have been saved. Um, and it's just, it really is a beautiful song, um, beautiful message too. And this, this young woman just said, I, that was it for me. Like that was just a moment where I finally, it finally clicked. Like I, I need to get through this. I need, God can get me through this. Um, and you know, again, you just, you don't know when those moments are going to be, you just scatter the seed and see what happens when the, when it grows, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so you talked a little bit about church family and how it's a little bit of a struggle, um, yeah. when you're on, I mean, you're doing 200 events a year or whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. to, to maintain a good, solid, uh, relationship with the church. Um, so obviously Bible study and stuff like that come, comes into play pretty important then. Um, do you guys do any of that like together as a group or do you guys mostly like when you're touring, you guys do any of that as a group or you kind of do it on your own or what, Not- what's your trick? To yeah, not too, sure you stay not too much as a group. Uh, we definitely, we did do some of that early on. Um, but there's definitely a lot of encouragements and a lot of talking, just, just talking, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're on the road for hours and hours, um, conversations go all over the place, but, um, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of times where you're throwing podcasts in or <laughs> you're, uh, I mean, I, Benj's big thing is he would throw in, um, this professor Deutschlander from uh, the <laughs> seminary, he would throw in Deutschlander at these really deep, high theological concepts that this guy is sharing on these old, uh, you know, conferences or whatever that he had presented on, you know, these aren't podcasts cause right. that, that's yeah. before right. the world of podcasts, but, um, he would just throw in these lectures from Deutschlander and, you'd just go through these, these concepts and all of a sudden you'd push pause. You'd be like, what? You know, like <laughs> let's, you know, you talk about it and then you, you go through these things. And, uh, we ended up even going through the book that, uh, Deut- Daniel Deutschlander wrote theology of the cross. I think yeah. that's what it's called. Yep. And we had gone through that together kind of. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely some of that in, in the bond that you create with your bandmates is huge, um, to help with that. Uh, but it, it, you know, it's not all about that either. You can't, it can't all, I mean, I, for me personally, I, I have to make sure, first of all, I, that I do it for myself, um, which is not always an easy thing to do, especially with weird schedules and stuff like that. But I also really, um, intentionally latched on to, you know, kind of a group of guys back in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Jackson, Wisconsin now and, uh, have some good friends that, I get together with in the mornings to work out with. Um, and even in that workout time, it's just a time again to talk about things, struggles in your life, what's going on, um, what's good, what's bad, you know, talk about your relationships, your kids, your, your wife, you know, those kind of things. Um, that makes a huge difference is cause you do need that you need. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. uh, I think you need it outside of just your ministry partners too, you know? Absolutely. Um, so as much as, yeah, the, the, the guys and the gals that have been a part of Coin A have been a part of my spiritual journey and keeping me focused. Um, you know, 
you got to have people outside of that too. And, and, um, that, that group in particular has really helped kind of keep me there. And, and we do Bible studies together on a weekly basis and things like that too. And, um, yeah, those just that, that manly accountability really makes a big difference. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, so we kind of let into it then, uh, the two big questions I always ask, uh, every guest on our podcast, actually I've forgotten a couple of times, but for the most part, for the most, you know how that goes. I forgive you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for the most part, we ask all our guests. Yeah. Um, first one is, well, we'll go, we'll go, it ties into what you just said. So first one, uh, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a Christian man? Like what makes a Christian man? Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, I, there's a million things that I could say to that, of course. And understand that when I answer, when I answer the question, that doesn't mean that I'm good at this. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm, that I, that I feel like I got this now nailed down. Um, but to be a Christian man, I think, you know, patience is one of those things that, that Christian men need to have. Uh, and it's ironically one of the things I struggle with the most, you know, like I just think about my own kids as I try to raise my kids and you always want your kids to be better than you. And, when all of a sudden they don't just do things the way that you want them to do it and do it now. <laughs> like, yeah. how are you not getting, you're supposed to be better than me here. Let's go. You know, um, I have to remind myself, uh, that God was patient with me and still is patient with me. And I need to still work on that with my own kids. Um, uh, because the relationship is similar, you know, we, we love them through everything. And, and, uh, and, and we wait, we wait for them to whatever it may be, you know, whatever they need to get through or how, whatever struggles they're going through right now. Sometimes we got to wait it out as parents and, and as, uh, the men in their lives, you know, um, so patience is a big one. Um, just, I, I think again, being honest and being strong, um, when it comes to the struggles that you're going through, not pretending that everything's okay. Um, but being willing to, to, to open up a bit and, and find other men that, that are going to be able to help you get through some of these things. Um, and again, I'm saying that not, but not because I'm perfect at that. I yeah. I've had, I, I know what it's like to try to go through things by myself. Um, and I know what it's like when I, when I'm more honest and open and, and try to go through things with other people. And, um, there's a big difference and, and, and you know it when you, when you go through it, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, let me think. Well, while you're thinking uh, that that's uh, really one of the reasons why like this whole project started mm-hmm. was the idea that, you know, I'm not, not the man I want to be or ought to be. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like latching onto one man, like one mentor or whatever, isn't going to do that either. Yeah. Um, and so building that community, having these kind of conversations and just saying, Hey, I need to learn from you. There's probably a few things you can learn from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's, let's go have those conversations. Let's go build those relationships. Uh, and like I say, I can, I can't say enough how many times, like how much, uh, just doing these interviews has done that. Like just like somebody will say something that's off the cuff and that doesn't mean anything to them. And it'll just be like blowing my mind, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, like, it, it is an incredibly important thing to be having those building those relationships and having those outside out, especially outside of uh, your daily ministry mm-hmm. and family mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I guess one other, one other major point that I've always tried to emphasize being a Christian man means to, to serve, you know, um, and sometimes, I mean, my wife gets frustrated cause <laughs> I, I have a really hard time saying no, you know, like to helping people or, or doing something. And, uh, well, that's, that's not true. I'm pretty good at saying no to her around the house. Uh, but when it comes to like, Hey, you know, uh, my furnace is broken. Could you come and look at it? You know, like I, I just, I feel like I have to go help, you know, or, um, you know, the, a church is, you know, now our home church just this last weekend, uh, we didn't have the right person who could really help with the, the running the screens or whatever. And I, of course I do, I do this for a living. Like I, this is what I do all the time. So I, I, I jump in and I try to help, you know, and she kind of looks at me and, and rolls her eyes cause she knows I, I'm serving, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I can't help but serve. Um, and yet at the same time, I, you know, I also have to be very conscious of spending time with her and with the kids and with the family and, 
and worshiping together. And that's something that, you know, in the 10 years that we were touring was really hard to do. Uh, and, and we've been enjoying that a lot more now, um, to be able to worship with your family is huge, but what, you know, whatever your gifts are, you know, whether it doesn't make you don't have to be a singer to be able to do this, but whatever your gifts are, find a way to serve, find a way to use those gifts, um, not for your benefit so much, but just for the benefit of others. And there's just so much joy in it when you do it. Um, and if God blesses you with a full-time opportunity to do it, that's great. Uh, but again, us, our, our, our humble band started because, you know, five guys reluctantly said yes to <laughs> a, a church that was in need. And, and we honestly, we thought this would probably go for about two months and then they'll just kill it because it isn't going to work, you know, like, They'll just shut it down, but we can say that we tried, you know, and our conscience would feel yeah. better. Well, none of us envisioned what, what has come now, and, and he's had such high, such a higher vision for this ministry than we, we would have ever imagined. And, and, you know, now you got people in Italy messaging you. And on Sunday, I got a message from a guy who's on a military base in Tokyo who's worshiping with our videos and our songs. Uh, with his family, and he he felt compelled to message us on Facebook to say thank you that because he's like, hey, I, this means a lot to me and my family what you guys are doing, and and he's in Japan, you know, and <laughs> um, it, it's just things like that. Uh, there's another guy uh, in Brazil who is who messaged us through Facebook and and contacted us, and um, you don't know where you're where your impact is going to be. And it may very well be just one person that you make that impact with. But, um, you know, I, I was talking about this in, a, in one of the Bible studies that I was having the other day with um, some guys up in Jackson there. It was, you know, we were talking about how, you know, when you get to heaven, um, some people believe and some theologians believe that, like, when you get there, you're actually going to get to see all of the people that you had an impact on, you know, that they're going to be there to greet you <laughs> in a sense, oh. you know, and I, again, I don't, I don't know where all that comes from necessarily, but it just that idea that, that you are impacting people's eternity, you know, uh, and again, not that it's about you, but the message that you're sharing and, and of course the savior that, and, and the spirit that has given you that message and the, and the faith to believe it in the first place. But sometimes it is a simple relationship um, being there when somebody's in need, um, helping them out. Um, sometimes it's just a, a simple word of encouragement or whatever it may be. Um, it, you just never really know, but find that way to serve and, and use the gifts that God has given you and the opportunities that he's given you. Um, when your church asks you, don't say no, you know, <laughs> find, find <laughs> a way to get it done and, and, uh, and, and use, use the time and the abilities that he's given you to do it. Yeah. Well, I think one of the key things you said earlier too was, um, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't about, you know, like trying to find the right, you know, fit or whatever it was. What do we do? Well, let's make it really good. Yeah. Like, what do we like? What do we do? Well, let's make it really good. And that's what can you do really well? What do you enjoy doing? I I heard somebody say, this is a quote from somewhere. I don't know where, but (laughs) don't, don't look around and ask what the world needs look in and inward and say, this is what really like lights my fire. This is what gets me going and go find a way to do that. Go find a way to do that and to serve in that, in that way. That, that, I mean, when you, just when you said that, it reminds me of uh, my good friend, Jason Jasperson, who just recently joined our ministry full-time as well, who is, he's just this phenomenal artist, you know, uh, just so gifted. And he had already, he's already been serving for years in in the high school uh, as a teacher and he's done projects for, you know, communities and, and, and congregations and everything for years and years and years. But his heart is just always in creating art and visual art and, and whatever. It's, it's sculpting or painting or sketching. He can do anything. Um, but he's always just had this passion to do it. Well, now he he's really been given this very unique opportunity to do it full time with us as we create these resources and give them out to the world. Uh and just to see the joy on his face and, and just how hard he works at it, because like you said, it's his fire. It is, it is the thing that is his passion and um, what he's always wanted to do. And did he get to do it right away, you know, full time the way he wanted to? Maybe not. But he also had a tremendous impact on a lot of people. Um, 
by serving in that other capacity. And now he's going to have a different impact on different people at this time. And in 10 years, he might be doing something totally different than this. But, um, but he's always incorporating that passion and the, and, and the gifts that he's been given. And, and, uh, and he's making his impact. You know, I, another guy said it to, um, I don't remember if I heard this on a podcast or what, but it's, it's kind of like if you just take, everybody gets this one little square inch of the world, if you think about it that way. It's a big world out there. Um, and you get basically a square inch of it. Well, you know what your square inch is. If you know what that is, go do it and do it really, really, really well. And just make that square inch just awesome and enjoy it. And, and anybody that touches that square inch, make them enjoy it too, you know, and, and, and of course make it all about Jesus at the same time. But, um, but isn't that the thing that, you know, sometimes again, it's just the way we present ourselves and, and the way that we're kind to people, um, that shares Jesus the most, you know, that's the, the, why are you different? Why are you, why is it that I always, you know, feel different when I'm around you? You know, I feel like I can trust you or I feel like, um, something's just different. Well, that's the whole salt of the earth thing. You know, it's just, it's kind of who we are. Awesome. All right. Last one. Oh, last man. one here. If you could go back <clears throat> and talk to your 18 year old <laughs> self for five minutes, oh, man. what would you tell him? Uh, I'd tell him, I would, I would tell him, uh, get used to shaving <laughs> and like it, like it, or otherwise you're going to end up with a big beard like Charlie. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't. I stopped shaving pretty I, much like the day I turned 18. I hate, sh- <laughs> I hate shaving. I should have taught myself how to do this at a better, at a better clip. Um, <laughs> so it, it is, this also isn't like, uh, if I, if I can go back and say like invent the internet or something like that, I shouldn't do that either. Right. Cause it, well, but <laughs> would you know what you meant if you went back and no, said I that would, to you? I, you're right. Shoot, you're right. Okay. Going out a wormhole here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, let's see. If, if I were to go back and tell my 18 year old self something, I would say, I would say, uh, Patterns in your life are, are a very good thing. Getting into routines um, when it comes to being in the word, whatever that looks like, whether it's on podcasts, um, literally cracking open your Bible, um, watching your time of grace videos, whatever it is that you do, like those kind of routines, daily routines make a big difference. And when you fall out of them, man, it you know it. <laughs> if you if you've been doing it and you have them and then you fall yeah. away from it you know it and then when you get back in you, it starts to have that impact on you again and I, I wish I would have had a better diligence to that when I was 18 because it's a lot harder to you know train an old dog than it is a, a new yeah. one so to speak and um, just how important that is I think is is something that I would want to emphasize to myself back then or to any 18 year old now um, is just get in those daily routines of being in the word and, and, um, finding time just to pray. Um, and then, you know, I, I, of course, looking back at 18 and what was, what was most important to me at that time? Well, probably sports, which really doesn't mean a whole lot anymore (laughs) (laughs) other than I have an artificial knee because I'm such a dork. But anyway, (laughs) um, don't, don't get caught up on the things that you think are so important, like, like sports, um, as fun as they are. And you learn a lot of lessons, uh, enjoy the camaraderie that comes along with it. And, and the being a part of something that's big, um, where you work towards a common goal and, and do something well. Uh, but don't get so caught up in the winning or the losing and the other things. Just, just enjoy the people that you're doing it with. Cause that's, that's what you take with you forever. I, I mean, that's, that's what, that's what means the most. And then it's kind of the same thing when you talk about your relationships with girls, you know, like at at that time of your life, I tell you, I think all my value in my own head and in my heart at that time was, was found in my identity as an athlete and, or as a boyfriend, you know, whether I had a girlfriend, um, whether I, I had a, a relationship that I, I wanted or whatever. Um, my identity was wrapped up in that rather than really understanding that I'm, I'm a child of God more than anything. And, and that that's the most important thing. Um, and as you, I, and again, not to say that it's wrong to, to build relationships with women at that time and to start looking around for your, 
your mate and, and, you know, who, who is God going to give to you in your life, um, to be a companion and a partner that way. I guess my big thing, like I said, is just don't, don't make that the number one thing, you know? Um, and if you do, if, if, if you really feel like that person is, is that person for you, I guess what I would say is just make sure that they are, let's see, how do I put this? <laughs> the, there's nothing in this life that will make you happier than having a wife that is faith driven, you know, that is really solid. Um, and is going to help you raise your kids that way. And, and, uh, and be a part of your ministry that way. Whatever, again, not maybe not a full-time ministry, but you are a minister. You're going to find some way to serve. Well, um, you want them to support you in that and, and to be part of that. And, and, a, and a woman that is in God's word and, and is faithful that way and um, that it's important to her, um, it's a, just such a beautiful thing. And you don't know it when you're 18 years old, uh, but I'm 40 now and... I know what that looks like and I know what true beauty is when you see it, you know, when you see a, a woman who has true faith and, um, wants to live that for their kids and, and, um, share it with their kids and raise their kids with that. Um, there's nothing that will make you happier as a man, um, and, and as a husband, uh, than to have that. So if you keep that as the number one thing you're looking for and you find her at 18, great. Uh, if you find her at, you know, 28 or 38, that's okay too. But, um, but it, it's, it's, that will make you a, a, a very happy man while you're here on this earth. So you say talking about uh, messages that need to be heard, you're talking to a 26 year old bachelor. So there you go. <laughs> actually, if I could, I've never actually answered that question on the podcast. So I'm going to throw a little bit of mine in there too. And I would say, um, as a young man, when you do find, like when you are in a relationship with, like, frankly, you're just, you're in love with a woman of God who you know is good for you and she loves you right back. Don't be afraid to commit to it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead and get that thing done. You know, <laughs> lock her in. Go for Which it. Which I didn't. I didn't do. I had a couple <laughs> chances. I didn't do it, and I, I I'm not saying one of those things where I like sitting at sure. night and regret it. But you know, life would be different. So, oh, but this yeah. is this is where you are now, and yeah, God absolutely. still has a plan. That's the well, cool thing and about it. And yeah. Learning that lesson and moving forward yep. too. Yep, is exactly. A, just as important as exactly. anything else. But you still look for that. In the next one, you know, Absolutely. and that's, and, and again, that, that'll make you happy and, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Awesome. So if, uh, people enjoyed their time listening to you, um, first let's talk about you personally. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to get to talk to you personally, is there any way they can do that? Yeah. The best way is just, uh, uh, email me through our website. Um, I'm the one that responds to most of those things. So you can email me at info, I-N-F-O, at koinemusic.com, K-O-I-N-E music.com. Uh, that's a great way to reach out to me. I'm pretty good at uh, responding to to uh, to people that way. And then, yeah, if, if, we, if we need to have discussions or whatever, we can always contact each other through that. Awesome. Um, yeah, you can find a lot more of our material, obviously, through koinemusic.com and, and the... Uh, um, the new resources that we're making at coinaworshipmedia.com. Um, you can, you know, go there and check out the things. And, but there's also just hours and hours of things on YouTube and, and things like that. If you just type in Koine Music and on YouTube, you're going to find a lot of different things that you can um, to go through and, and uh, share with others. And, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. Neat. And Blessing. then on, you guys are on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter? No Twitter. Uh, we don't I'm do Twitter, Twitter that guy. much. Yeah, it's it's more Instagram and Facebook. Um, I think there is a Twitter account, but I think it's just automatically linked to our Facebook stuff anyway. So <laughs> it's up to you. You can I think you can access us any of those ways. Yeah, awesome. Sure. We appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the content we put out today. If you want to hear more content like this, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. You'll find us. It's a big blue picture with a white cross. It's the Gird Up logo right there. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, you can find me as Bibles, Beards, and Creatine. It's, I know it's a goofy name, but it's a good one. I enjoy it. You can find us on Facebook as the Gird Up Podcast. And if you still email 
You can send any emails that you want to send to coachungamak at gmail.com. Thank you to all the people that make this podcast possible. Thank you to Pippa, the awesome hosting site that I get to use. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our awesome logos and podcast art. Um, and thank you to my roommate for putting up with me, my friends and family for encouraging me. Go gird up, guys. Be the man that God created you to be. I hope you have a good one.